The wonderful thing about words is that once we've learned their meanings, we rarely have to give them a second thought. Whether we're arguing a point, expressing our passion, or simply ordering a pizza, the words are there. Generally, we have no need to pause to consider their precise meanings or ponder over their provenance. However, for all the benefits such fluency brings, it does mean that we're often oblivious to the fascinating origins of the words and phrases we use every day, which is why this book came to be. The list of words and phrases within it is by no means exhaustive, and it doesn't offer an academic look at etymology, but it does attempt to tell the stories of some of the thousands of foreign words and phrases that have come to be commonly used in English. That there are so many should come as no surprise. English speakers have been linguistic magpies since at least the 5th century, when the dialects of Anglo-Saxon settlers, Celts and Norse invaders were cobbled together to create Old English. When the Normans arrived in 1066, it must have seemed only natural to appropriate some of their vocabulary too. By the end of the 13th century, more than 10,000 French words had been absorbed into English. 75% of which we continue to use today. The Norman conquerors also shared with us a fondness for Latin, both ancient Gaul and Britain having been invaded by the Romans in 58 BC and AD 43 respectively, and a few centuries later the European Renaissance brought Latin and ancient Greek to the fore once more. As the British Empire grew from the late 16th to the early 20th centuries, Our marauding seafaring forebears filled their boats not only with strange Asian spices and exotic fabrics, but words for all the new foods, animals, and items of clothing they'd seen. In North America, meanwhile, English was to receive its most vigorous boost yet. Words from Italy, Spain via Mexico, Poland, Germany, and Eastern Europe were soon spilling from the immigrant ships to be mopped up by the giant lexical sponge of American English. Very often the new terms had no practical purpose. English speakers didn't go around gobbling up foreign words because they were short of their own. They did it because, where self-expression is concerned, you can never have too many options. Very often there is just something about throwing in a foreign word or phrase that lends whatever we have to say, well, how best to put it, a certain je ne sais quoi. A cappella, in the manner of the chapel or choir, Italian from the Latin a cappella. This phrase comes to us via the late Latin capa, meaning cap or cloak, The chapel which housed the cloak of St. Martin, kept as a relic, was thus the cappella. The meaning of the term has now expanded to include any unaccompanied vocal performance, from the doo-wop bands of 1950s America to barbershop quartets to modern TV talent shows. The neighbourhood dogs all howled along when Jeremy began his a cappella serenade.